Oh, three, three two, two, one. One. We're back. We're back. Are we back? Did we I do that we correctly? I hope we did that. I think, I don't know. Did it work okay last time? Um, I think so, yeah. I just, I, I, I leave it running, you know, so y- you guys can hear our BTS yeah. mumbling. Uh, just as a treat of us trying to figure out how to use a computer. Yeah, this is an, <laughs> an emergency broadcast of the pod. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein has it. Has it. Uh, Rand Paul has it. Okay. Um, so all these people have it. But Ron Paul has it. Everybody from the lizard class has it. Interesting. They were, carrier, they were like carriers all along. Because they can't. Well, they're getting sick because they don't have access to the adrenochrome that they need. <laughs> um, so they're all getting sick and COVID is just a big cover up. Yeah. That's what I think. There's remember, remember Kia. Most people, not the car, the rapper, not the car. Most people remember her as as the kind of rapstress behind the hit single "My Neck, My Back." Yeah, pussy pussy and my crack. crack. I additionally remember her as the woman who coined the phrase "something in the milk ain't clean." So she was she was like the Mm. original Azalea Banks, like opining, spitting hot takes at people on social media, and she was like. She was a truther. And she was like, I forgot what this was in reference to, but she was like, something in the milk ain't clean, meaning something in the official narrative is not right. It's dirty. It doesn't add up. And something in the milk ain't clean when it comes to coronavirus. Mm-hmm. I mean, we... I, I'm with you. Yeah, I just, I don't get it. How do we explain kind of the wild variance in symptomology? Like some people are reporting only mild, barely there symptoms and some others people, are... Some people, yeah, are testing positive and barely even felt sick. And then some people are dropping dead. Yeah, like mysteriously, like, or having to go on a ventilator and then dropping dead. People are like dropping dead in their kitchens. Celebs What's going are on? somehow getting tested. Yeah. And being mostly asymptomatic. Yeah, it's like we get it, Idris Elba. You're like hot and buff, and don't experience. We get experience it. Your dick's huge. Yeah, the, <laughs> the CDC called me and told me that I have to quarantine because they've discovered a new symptom of coronavirus, and that's having a huge cock. Having a monster dog. <laughs> <laughs> How's your um your mental health? Um, you know, it's fine. It could be better. I liked what friend of the pod Al Badal tweeted that like, Mm. for those of us who already experience anxiety and depression on the reg, this is like par for the course. Right. I've been feeling doomed for years. Yeah. What else is new? Cry me a river. My despair as of yesterday has sort of subsided. I might oscillate back to depression from acceptance as I imagine I will, but a couple of days ago, I was crying a lot. I was really feeling like a sense of grief yeah. and loss. And now, and then something switched where I was like, you know what? And so it is. And like, yeah. this and is the new, this is the new world. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. I might as well be living in a dream, you know? Yeah. I'm already, I'm already dead. Yeah. I've already passed away from a corona infection (laughs) and now i'm i'm in heaven and everything's fine (laughs) yeah you're like heaven is a loft on earth (laughs) (laughs) 
Heaven is a uh, Ballardian bachelor pad in Long Island City <laughs> on Earth <laughs> with uh, unfinished but chic con- poured concrete ceilings. Yeah, we love it. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's yeah, I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna suck. It we're what six days in, not even a week, and, and um, people are already losing their minds. People are going to, yeah, I, I think there will be some collective trauma from this if we come out the other end. I uh, propose that we get all our podcasting friends together. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Chapo guys and Amber, the Truanon. Not uh, really. Got, not really. Uh, Nympho Wars can get up in there and we can record a Imagine Style medley, but call oh. it Woman is the Retard of the World. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. Everybody can hop on the Zoom and sing their like tone deaf part of the track. Oh, remember, remember being in like Zoom. third grade. I have all this time on my hands, so I have I have all these memories from childhood, kind of rushing back or whatever. Yeah, um, I was like listening to like Russian music and making Russian food the other day, and like kind of crying gently. Yeah, um, peel, as you peel potatoes yeah, for, like, for your husband, for your yeah. COVID husband. Yeah, I was like, I didn't ask for this. Um, I I was thinking about, I remember when we were like in chorus, I don't know if you had this experience, and they, and they made you sing We Are the World, and I remember being like in third or fourth grade and being like, Michael Jackson's a pedophile, why are we singing this song? <laughs> you, were a, you were a little contrarian even then. Yeah, even then, yeah, I like refused to, to sing and got like detention or something <laughs> like they banned you from twitter yeah they banned me from like yeah the classroom um it uh, eric romer and slavo zizek happy belated birthday they're oh they the have great... the same b day yeah yesterday so they're it, we're in aries season now aren't yeah we? is this this is like pisces aries cusp is I that the idea so. i suppose yeah. i i don't i'm not sure astrology seems you know, when I read my Susan Miller horoscope now, I'm like, why don't you just tell me I'm going to stay home today? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone's next- horoscope should say, uh, you're going to be spending a lot of time at home. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no two ways about it, I guess. Have you, got, have you gone outside? Are you getting... Uh, have I? Um... I think I walked around the block. Mm. Eli has been taking walks. Yeah, at night or... During the day, he likes the brisk air. You know, men, they're like dogs. Mm-hmm. They like to, like, run around in the park and catch a bone. <laughs> I don't know. I Yeah. I got some ballet accessories off of Amazon that I think should be coming today, so... Mm-hmm. That's going to so, be a lifestyle change for me. You're going to become a Russian ballerina. I feel good. Honestly, I feel like I've broken through to the other side and I'm I'm really I'm making the best of it and I'm going to come out the other end. Okay. <laughs> okay yeah. enough. Okay enough. Yeah. The, the new normal. Um do you think coronavirus will make it acceptable for white people to finally say the n-word or is that still um, maybe a soft one. Yeah. We, I don't think we'll ever get hard R 
hard yeah, I don't R want back. the hard R. That's not the word I want. I don't want the soft one either, frankly. I'm just opining. <laughs> I do but think maybe we as can gesture <laughs> solidarity. I don't think anyone will be getting canceled for a while, at least. Yeah, I hope not. You'd be surprised. People were mad at me over God knows what the other day on Twitter. And I was like, haven't you? It doesn't seem right. Online leftists learned anything. We're in the middle of a fucking global pandemic. Like, grow up. Get a life. Get your priorities straight. Retard. Fuck your husband. (laughs) Yeah, do some math problems. I don't know. Put out for your COVID husband. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody's predictions came true. You know, all this, like, now we have, like, uh, sexual redistribution, JP... Uh, climate change is over. Climate change is over, baby. Globalization's over. Shout out to Deanna Havas, who called it bourgeois eschatology and was yeah, right for usual. She was, she was not wrong. Wouldn't you um, know? What else happened? Joe Biden is missing in action. He's dead. He's dead. We know he's dead. Don't try and... <laughs> don't try and pull the wool over eyes, media what are they going to do? Like the Dems are going to have to code some sort of like AI that like projects a holographic image of his reanimated corpse. Like what? Or they have to fashion another skin suit for a lizard lizard to wear. And you know, they're like replicating his exoskeleton right now. Probably. It it just like, um, Pete Buttigieg wearing a Joe Biden skin suit. <laughs> he just looks like a, one of those like rubber chickens from Spencer Gifts. Um, th- maybe this explains. Do you think this is why Bernie hasn't officially dropped out? Because Joe Biden's literally dying and or dead and they can't they can't have that. I mean, not that they, like even if Joe Biden is dead, they still would not let Bernie take the reins. Yeah, they Hillary's gonna find a way to sneak back in there. I bet it's just she's gonna um, don Joe Biden makeup. She's gonna put put that skin on. <laughs> <laughs> She'll stop at nothing. Gee, now that Joe Biden's dead, maybe Hillary can finally get her uh, chance. She can finally get her spot in the limelight. Um, I, I first. Listen. Sorry, go ahead. I listened to. Um, Steve Bannon's podcast uh-huh. the other day. <laughs> Is it better than ours? No, no, no. And it's it was only like forty minutes long, and it had legit four commercial breaks. Really? Yeah, it was what shocking. Was he, what was he hawking? I don't know. Some MAGA shit. Some like Trump's army stuff. He had some guest on. It was he has kind of a surprisingly nice voice actually yeah. and but he he was predicting 18 months or longer of right of corona crisis Zizek who we'll get to later because all mm. we do now is recap Zizek articles like he furiously writes an article a day because he's fired up by the potential of like wartime communism and we just like rehash his uh, yeah. talking points <laughs> and like our vocal fry girl voices um yeah Steve Steve Bannon's voice is surprisingly smooth and buttery i was drunk last night and ended up tweeting something retarded about russian art which i stand by but what i really wanted to tweet is that i am unironically more attracted to steve bannon than brad pitt it's so fucked up i know what you mean i'd rather have sex with steve bannon i i get it i get it i because he's got more (laughs) 
he's got more there's something inside of him his soul is is <laughs> is more real to me than Brad Pitt who's kind of seems like a void at this point yeah and I um, relate to Bannon because I watched the Errol Morris doc also I don't know why I've been on a Bannon tip I guess because of the fourth turn and everything and you know trying to get some <laughs> some context for what's happening um and I relate to him because I feel like he's just this like alienating freak who like tried really hard to be embraced by these establishment status quo institutions who like he couldn't hack it in because he's so weird <laughs> and, un- <laughs> and unpleasant. And so then it made him like obsessed with chaos and he's not even like power hungry. He's purely like chaotic evil. He just wants to like sow discord and he's so happy <laughs> to see something fall apart and i like can understand that he is he's like the human he's the personification of a pepe <laughs> he is kind of yeah chaotic and weirdly cute and covered in like weird boils and like kind of green skinned pepe i've been going i've been posting a lot of rare pepes yeah memes i mean memes thank god for flourishing. memes memes are flourishing I think we will something good will come out will come of this. Well, here's the, here's another question that I have that I will probably try to explore in greater detail now that I have all the time on my hands. Will coronavirus be the thing that finally makes our art contemporaneous with our time? That sounds a little like elliptical and obscurantist, but by which I mean like all art right now is kind of revivalist pastiche mm-hmm. it's like nostalgia formalism it, it's a very kind of mark fisher idea that that art is is basically trapped in the past right but now that we are we have a sense of nearing the actual end of history yeah what art forms will that generate i mean i'm generally pessimistic because when trump got elected everybody was like oh well, this is going to be a boon for art and it turned out to be like a, a total embarrassment like uh you know, endless drumpf and orange man graffiti or like placards. Art. Yeah. But this is different. This is different. It, I don't know. Well, the formal structure of life is changing. We've been forced indoors. Right. The economy's so he, fucked. <laughs> yeah, this is a much more like seismic event. And also, you know, at the time I said like, well, there is no good art under Trump except for Trump and his administration itself. They're the only ones. They're the gatekeepers of parody. So what happens now? Will that style of of satire or like ironic over-identification go out of style because it's no longer relevant? I mean, this is a serious question. It's really interesting. I'm kind of fired up about that. Me too. Yeah. I think... um uh, in the Bannon doc, he pronounced, Steve pronounces it avant-garde. <laughs> he says he was trying to make an avant-garde art film, but I think that there is some real potential for some, some vanguard. To emerge, to, to, yeah. To generate something, yeah. And I, I don't we're, know. All, we're all kind of sitting around on our asses with our dicks in our hands waiting for it to emerge, but like my feeling is like we have to take it ourselves. 
I don't know how or when, the time is but, but the time, yeah. Spiritual and it, frontiers of, of art making. Yeah. And doesn't, doesn't Bannon also remind you a little bit of that other misunderstood genius who's actually slightly less anti-Semitic than he is given credit for, Mel Gibson? Like, I could totally see Mel Gibson playing Bannon in a biopic. Oh, yeah, for sure. Too bad Philip Seymour Hoffman's dad. Yeah. would have done a great job. But you need like kind of a slightly hotter version of yourself. And I think, Mel, I don't know what he looks like now, Mel Gibson. He seems like the type of guy who would have COVID. <laughs> we'll find out soon enough. Yeah. Personally, I, I couldn't give a to. shit who has COVID. Yeah, I, I, I don't either, I guess. I heard a rumor that um, Audrey Gelman's baby tested pause, in which case she, uh, we're praying for you. She did. She posted about it on Instagram. Well, that's so horrible. We, that's a really um, cute baby. It, it really is a really cute but baby. But kids seem to be Fine. triumphing left and right. Yeah. It's a pretty merciful virus in that regard. Yeah. No offense. R.A.P. to your, to your grandma, but I'm different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, we're all stuck inside. We're all on our phones. We're all on Discord. We're all going to die. That's the thing. I mean, I do feel like, I mean, I'm not ordering food. Are you ordering food? Like takeout? Yeah, like. No, I made enough borscht for like a week and Eli marched himself over to the market and got some oysters and some mussels. So we'll be getting food poisoning. Amazing. You're going to get so skinny. (laughs) I know. I got vegan caviar, so we're set. <laughs> that sounds d- d- weird. It's actually kind of good. It's actually good. Um, if Pepe's laid eggs, they would be vegan caviar. <laughs> Pepe's delight. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing that is I find the most demoralizing is the like is the stay home messaging. I'm fine well, with quarantining and making sacrifices but the like the instagram hashtags and the like the stay-at-home propaganda i find to be very depressing the virtue signaling and concern trolling and just the yeah the like you don't i understand that i need to stay home every time you say it to me it makes me feel a little bad inside (laughs) Well, it's it's interesting. I mean, it's interesting because it's like celebs, like all these people like Tom Hanks and Idris Elba have essentially been recruited as the foot soldiers of the mm-hmm. liberal state to spread their kind of virtue propaganda. And um, Zizek actually made this point in the article that we're going to talk about um, that um, the emphasis on personal responsibility, which is mm-hmm. fair and warranted, um, you know, as as he said in his interview in the article that we previously talked about on the last EP, uh, self-quarantine is a form of solidarity. Right. Right. It's a, it's a form of kind of remote removed brotherhood, but he talks about how, um, the focus on, um, personal responsibility basically, uh, is a means of, uh, shifting the focus from developing kind of a, a collective ideology that replaces the exhausted ideology that we're living with. And I think he's absolutely right. It's like recycling or the straw ban. (laughs) 
Yeah, he's exactly. He says he says such a focus on individual responsibility, necessary as it is, functions as ideology. The moment it serves to obfuscate the big question of how to change our entire economic and social system, Ooh. which is true, because then it falls it falls on you to be like an you know individual actor or expert or whatever. Um, anyway. We can get to that in a moment. But yeah, the Biden thing is really crazy for me. And what's even crazier for me is all these people, like all these pundits, both left and right, who are like, it's, it's not a problem. It's totally normal. It's totally normal that, that <laughs> Joe's been MIA. He's either uh, like on the brink of death or definitely dead. Yeah. Or I don't know that something, something is Has really Trump deeply wrong about this. I'm sure I, I, I'm sure he has, and if he hasn't, maybe we can like fact check this. He probably will say something hilarious and imply that Trump or that dead, Biden said dead Joe. <laughs> um, Patrick said a smart thing about Biden's suspicious absence in our little COVID group chat. Um, mm-hmm. He was basically like, "Isn't this the biggest opportunity for a prospective presidential candidate to show just how presidential they can be by handling a crisis?" Exactly. He absolutely owes it to his would-be constituents to show up and to show his face. at least pretend that he's doing something. And, you know, so far, at least on the rhetorical level, both Bernie and Trump are acting way more presidential, if you want to use that word. I hate that word. It means nothing. Cuomo's been... I don't know. He's been doing okay. <laughs> Italians love this shit. They love crisis. Yeah, they love drama. Yeah, at, like Jews, Italians, they thrive in crisis because they they come from like immigrant communities that were marginalized, where the mothers were constantly like living in a paranoid state of fear. Right. Jews have been waiting for the other shoe to drop for forever. Decades, yeah, and they uh, love disinfecting surfaces. So it's yes. really. <laughs> <laughs> and um and you know Italians love kind of melodramatic displays of heroism. Uh huh. And they're visiting their moms, which is why it got so bad there in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Because Italians can't go a day without kissing their mom on the lips. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a 40-year-old man who looks like Gerard Depardieu with, like, thicker eyebrows sitting on his mother's lap. Breastfeeding. All like the- breastfeeding, yeah. <laughs> mm. I hope Kyle's okay. Have you called him? Yeah, yeah, we're okay. in touch. He'll be, I'm like, see you later. Sorry I can't breastfeed you. He's, um, yeah. It's going to be a while, huh? For, yeah. We have to live as if it'll never end. Yeah, basically. Once you get into that headspace, then you're fine. If you can acknowledge that this is your new normal, your you know, life. You're already dead Perfect. and you're living in a dream. Yes. Yeah, you're like a somnambulist. Oh, shit. Ah. Sorry. <laughs> I wonder if this is going to come up in the recording, probably. Yeah, it definitely will. Oops. It's okay. Tasha, it's God <laughs> calling. We need to talk. It's, uh, okay. I don't know what to do. What? Whatever. <laughs> Is it your COVID husband? He's like, I can't get into the building. I'm surrounded by zombies. Please help. <laughs> no, I think it's someone calling him on his computer. Oh, oops. That's okay. He can figure it out. He's a, he's a grown Sorry. boy. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. Um, 
No, that's um, right. Um, here's a psychotic passage since we have to really kill the time, you know. Uh, here's a psychotic passage from Mother Jones. The article is called There's No Reason to Worry About Joe Biden Being MIA for a Few Days. Who wrote it? Um, some guy named Kevin Drum. Okay. I don't know. Um, ever since he won Tuesday's primaries, Joe Biden has mostly kept out of sight, something that lots of that has lots of lefties upset for reasons that mostly escape me. For one thing, it's only been three days. For another, it's normal for candidates to take a breather and review their strategy going forward after they've locked up the nomination, as Biden clearly has. Mm-hmm. Uh, furthermore, even after locking things up, nominees have to be careful not to bigfoot legislative leaders like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, who are currently negotiating coronavirus legislation and don't want to be undermined by ba- Biden mouthing off his own plans. Ego management is important at all times. That's Jeez. literally the most psychotic thing I've ever read. Yeah, that's dark. <laughs> He hasn't locked up the nomination, first of all. I mean, technically, he's the prospective nominee, but there's... He's the front runner. The, uh, he's the only... Yeah, but the election is illegitimate and irrelevant, so who cares about the nomination? Also, like, what are Chuck, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi doing for legislation? There shouldn't be an election. I know. They're, like, clapping back to Trump? What are they doing? <laughs> They're ripping up his State of the Union address while passing all of his bills. Yeah, they're like, yeah, Chuck Schumer is like quibbling, trying to bring down his like direct transfer payments to like a quarter of what they are. It's such hilarious bullshit. Um, anyway, it, I don't wish coronavirus on anyone, but if, if Joe Biden has it, I won't Good be like, too, too upset. He's lived a full life. He's like 80. I'm positive I've been exposed to it. I feel compromised in a way that I, I can't explain. Why do you say that? Just because of my lifestyle and like, you know, and I've probably had some like mild or no symptoms or something. And now I'm just carrying it around, tormented by thoughts of killing people on accident. Yeah. Like handing it out to the Chinese millennials who live in this high rise. That's no way to live. Yeah. I mean, it's we shall see because I also don't buy this whole like mild symptoms thing. I think maybe people are like reporting mild symptoms and then the disease is coming back full force within like after a week or something like that. Yeah. I think that's possible. I've like read reports. It's so hard to say, you know, everybody's like, why do you think Russia has such low numbers? I just think it hasn't reached critical mass there. I mean, it hasn't even reached critical mass in New York and already we're like overburdened by the sound of things or, you know, Russia is denying the extent of the catastrophe. They're under reporting. Yeah. Or they don't know. Surprise me. And I'm sure Russia is a lot like the United States in that everybody has a pre-existing condition. (laughs) Everyone's sick. There, you know, it's like a, a bunch of people drop dead of coronavirus and they record it as like alcoholism, like complications of being a Russian person. Uh, you get killed by the government and they say you committed suicide. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else is going on? Melania. Oh, she, she killed it. She killed it. In her PSA. It was the longest I've ever heard her speak. Yeah. Um, she seemed, she looked fucking great. Hottest first lady. I know. She, um, Melania makes like Nancy Reagan and Jackie O look like PTA moms. <laughs> she really does. She's an inspiration to all like fat faced Slavic girls 
uh, with skinny bodies who uh, grow into their womanhood in middle age with the help of like thousands of dollars of cosmetic procedures. Um, she's beautiful. Yeah, she looks Co- great. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. I love when she says, coronavirus.gov. Visit us <laughs> on the website of CDC. We will gather at places of worship, concerts, and sporting events again. I urge you to stay connected to family and loved ones through phone calls, video chats, social media, and other safe technologies. I was like, bitch, there are no safe technologies. You're being monitored and surveilled at all times. We don't deserve her. I know. Safe technologies. Much like us. She's a a Slavic whore that (laughs) Americans simply don't deserve. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the CDC published uh, like a sex memo for New Yorkers. Uh-huh. Yeah, a sex bulletin. That I sent out. Uh, yeah. Which, much like the stay-at-home propaganda, was also depressing because it basically makes, it says you are the only safe person for you to have sex with. Mm-hmm. We already knew that. So just, as we've been saying, there's no such thing as safe sex ever. But yeah, I just resent being told to stay home and jack off and <laughs> for the world to end. I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't, I like. don't want to jack off. I'm like bad news. Like my appetite is up. My libido is down. My morale is unchanged. Your libido is down. Yeah. Oh, surprisingly, I'm, it took the I'm, coronavirus. Really? I'm, I'm pretty horned up off, uh, being scared to die yeah but you have a you have a new fling you have a new man it's always fun and exciting that's true that's true you and i'm all right i i'm not i'm not frigid i'm just like i feel so dead inside i'm like i'm post horny now dasha it happened to me wow yeah i mean i'll probably (laughs) we'll see how things stabilize it'll it'll probably come back inevitably i think i'm also pre-menstrual it's an adjustment period yeah for everyone yeah do you think there's going to be a lot of Corona babies? Yeah, probably. I mean, it's, it, it sucks ass. I mean, like, uh, Gia Tolentino's prego. Congrats to her. Congrats. But, like, I'm seriously, like, in in awe and admiration. I take back all the shit I said because I am I seriously respect any woman who would go through the pregnancy right now. I'd be scared to death. Sure. I mean, with the hospitals? Yeah. And everything? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Eli and I had this like stupid moment where we're like, let's get pregnant. Let's do it. We're going to be locked up anyway, so you can get fat and then lose all the baby weight. And then I was like, well, where am I going to have the baby? And he's like, at here at home? Water birth. I'll be your doula. I'll take, yeah. I'll take some <laughs> online classes. So yeah, you that's can, like, you can deliver your Pepe baby. <laughs> <laughs> we all just become like ex, like knitting or doula or like, uh, alternative medicine experts i'm gonna get into second life and have a baby on there (laughs) what's second life it's like a role-playing game oh okay it's like i mean it's just i would just succumb to having like a virtual life and maybe start Uh a podcast in my second life in your you you would have you would start a a, a simulation podcast and then yeah achieve all the things i didn't get to do (laughs) in my first life Oh God! Um, so, 
what are they what is this man first of all it's a one page it's a one page one and a half page um mm-hmm. uh bulletin that no more eating ass no um it says it um it prescribes that um that you should only have sex with people close to you no one is, is as close to you as you are to yourself um you are your safest sex partner you are your safest sex partner mm, not the way i do it <laughs> virus and feces may enter your mouth i'm just gonna read this the in melania CDC says that masturbation is supposedly safe but not the way i do it <laughs> masturbation will not spread covid19 especially if you wash your hands and any sex toys with soap and water for at least 20 seconds before and after sex that's Disgusting. the most unsexy thing i've ever heard yeah I don't like sudsing up your chinese sex toys that are covered in carcinogenic and covid particles like no thanks don't um, let your husband spit in your mouth anymore spit in your own, <laughs> spit in your own mouth collect your spittle and pipe it into your mouth um the next safest partner is someone you live with having close contact including sex with only a small circle of people helps prevent the spreading of covid19 who's reading this nobody who like everybody who who would ever read this notice already knows all of this Right, or they would disregard it out of crazed horniness anyway. You should avoid close contact, including sex, with anyone outside your household. If you do have sex with others, have as few partners as possible. Bad news, gays. (laughs) Yeah, well, they don't care. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, they've they've been through this already. Um, I love this. This is my favorite one. If you usually meet your sex partners online or make a living by having sex, consider taking a break from in-person dates, video dates, sexting, or chat rooms may be options for you. Sorry, sex sex workers. It's it's so hilarious looks to hear like that. Coro- looks like Corona's a swerf after. <laughs> uh, I really hope that this pandemic makes the terms swerf and turf obsolete they already are they are they have been yeah i mean the nice the silver lining of which there are many is that yeah these sj dubs have to confront the totally like morally ethically culturally bankrupt yeah. <laughs> foundation of their whole <laughs> paradigm meaningless and immaterial yeah i feel like i feel like kind of like in the kind of hierarchy of sex acts rimming is probably more dangerous in an ordinary setting but is less dangerous in a corona setting rimming is probably like the safest thing you can do say more (laughs) well like because you're not kiss like if you don't i mean this is only uh, uh this is only if you don't also kiss on the mouth you just do rimming yeah in the new in the new society we're only eating ass yeah okay yeah because i think it's unclear whether viral matter is transmitted through fecal matter i don't think that's i don't buy it i think at the the point that it reaches that part of the the digestive stream it's kind of all over for it's over anna that's crazy that's what (laughs) i'm just theorizing disclaimer we are not medical professionals no (laughs) but you know i do recall i do recall months ago back Mm. in the day maybe over a year ago saying that 
pulling out is just as safe as using a condom. And I, I think that I, this was borne out to be true. When people, people fail in uh-huh. pulling out because your boyfriend has a weak pullout game and you're like close to ovulation. It's not because you pulled, use that method. Right. I, yeah, I agree. We've been saying this. Yeah. But pre, if, com, if, pre comes a myth. Yeah, I think it's mostly myth. But if you if you use the pullout method responsibly, it's pretty efficacious, especially with like a monogamous partner. It's always worked for me. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I love. Okay, <laughs> skip sex if your partner is not feeling well. Nope. <laughs> Why would anybody want to fuck on Corona? Um, I've never felt well, so <laughs> yeah. I, that doesn't apply to me. Next tip. <laughs> Uh, are you, um, are you wearing sweatpants right now? Yeah, I'm wearing like uh, bell-bottom yoga pants. That's cute. Like the, the Gen X cusp millennial that I am. (laughs) Yeah. Do you, have you been doing anything to feel cute? Not really. Yeah. Yeah, I apply some mascara only on the upper lid. That's about it. I did some masks of you. I put makeup. I'm. I look like shit today, but (laughs) usually I try to shower and I'll like put jeans on. Yeah, just to just to feel something. To to peel potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. To feel like I'm making some progress. I did. Netta Porter is still delivering. Okay. So I was buy some frilly nightgowns. I like kind of, I was like shopping and I like just it doesn't do anything for me anymore I know I know I, was, I don't want to make frivolous purchases all of a sudden I know maybe I am depressed no I know it well it really clarifies things and, and uh like clarifies your priorities like I too have no libido for online shopping whatsoever it's crazy it's crazy I thought that women would be shopping under quarantine but they're not yeah I mean maybe some point? of them are yeah, I think fashion will get, I mean, there won't be fashion, right, if, like, this new world order comes to last, but I do think that people expressing themselves sartorially will become interesting, much like art. Yeah, but all of this... the core is gonna, I don't know. I'm well, going the... I'm, I'm to take it in some interesting directions, is all. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of, like interesting kind of like uh aesthetic and conceptual expression coming out of the internet in the next few weeks and months and maybe years net art's back baby net art's back, yeah <laughs> we thought it died but it's back it's here to stay uh, yeah Artie veer can't doing a victory lap time to um, fire my tumbler back up yeah um, the jogging will come back. Um, but yeah, I think, I think what I'm scared of the most is I was thinking about like, you know, it's good that retail will suffer. Storefronts will be shuttered. Demand will wither. Consumerism will be curbed mm-hmm. and we're going to live among kind of like these overgrown, uh, weed covered monuments to runaway consumerism. We're going to be like Renaissance man- men regarding the relics of antiquity with like a faint mixture of pity and admiration. Beautiful. Like my, like what heights they, uh, aspire to all in service of like buying cheap crap on the internet um but i don't know if that's like will that be enough 
to like to quell like the to consumerist change. drive. Yeah, I think like you know, I feel like coronavirus has merely accelerated an already existing trend, like the move from brick and mortar retail to e-commerce. I mean, you know, you, you walk on Broadway in New York and the storefronts are already shuttered. They, they're just standing there empty for years. Yeah, but it's not... Why shop online if you can't go anywhere? Well, I'm curious if the e-com uh, kind of mechanism organism will wither away in part at least in terms of like non-essential e-com i mean there's always going to be e-com because you need like your to buy your basics like your groceries and your personal care items and whatever uh-huh but are people i'm, I'm curious to see like what's going to happen to the kind of frilly nightgown market well at least that's loungewear yeah, that's loungewear, I guess. You could put yeah. it, like, slot it in. Like, who, is anybody going to be buying, like, Huda Beauty makeup palettes or, you know, uh, yeah. weird kind of, like, hipster organic dildos? What are people going to prioritize in the new world? <laughs> yeah, and, like, my, I mean... I guess my fear more broadly is that unlike previous crises, like power outages or, or uh, terrorist attacks or whatever, which were much more short lived and they forced people out of their bubbles into the street, like whether in social formations or protest actions or whatever, this crisis is going to force us to become more insular for an unspecified, but presumably much longer period of time. Right. So we're actually going to go more online and everybody's like heralding, a lot of people are like, stop yearning for kind of a return to normalcy. It's good that we're not going to have normality again. And I'm like, yes, it's great. It's about time. Yeah. We've all wanted this. We've pined for it for so long. But is the new normal going to be more extremely online? In which case, I don't want it. I know. What if That's the, what I'm afraid of. Or what if we don't get the, what if we don't get to realize our like, full apocalyptic drives and it just ends up being this sort of like thwarted dystopia yeah (laughs) that doesn't break through to the other side to say that again you know yeah like jg ballard meets the wachowski sisters you know in like some purgatory of like seamless yeah and everybody's just taking their like red pills or blue pills or white pills or whatever it's like I was also thinking about how much I hate like the medication metaphor, like you take a pill and whatever it takes you to the other side. Well, it's the matrix. I know, but it's like this. And <laughs> it's like, it's like medication and simulation. Those are like the two realities and like both of them suck, but also we can't go back to the way things were. I think like a lot of people have these masturbatory fantasies of like roving gangs of hot, young, extremely armed people, like in the warriors, yeah. like taking back what's theirs and like, you know, annexing Bloomberg's fortune, and, like dispossessing the rich, which just sounds hot and cool, but that's not going to happen. We're just no. going to get fat behind our screens. We're going to lose more muscle mass. Yeah. Oh, uh. <laughs> the whole a- the whole ableist discourse is going to be out of the wi- the window because we'll all be wheelchair bound <laughs> with like T Rex l- hands. <laughs> no, <laughs> fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> it's like T Rex hands, but extremely overdeveloped gaming thumbs. 
like ugly but, ca- but carpal tunnel is going to prevent us from using our thumbs to their full abilities <laughs> yeah it'll be it, well it, it's funny because yeah, coronavirus will span will, will um bring about accelerated evolution in the way that evolution itself couldn't ever we're gonna become like whatever cyborgs donna haraway get wins in the end kill me get me out of here yeah it's gonna be like really (laughs) shitty and Um, my scoliosis hurts is acting off yeah (laughs) you know what'd be funny um is to like do one of those like exercises where you put the little pencil prick on the wall uh, um to measure how tall you are and see how how much you wither (laughs) in 18 months not it's i'm not going down baby no you got to do the ballet do the bar i'm doing bar my spirit is strong i'm gonna endure i'm gonna thrive yeah we're slavic you'll be fine you know you should get um you should get your corona husband to install like a stripper pole in his spacious pad it's occurred to me yeah trust me but i think the bar will have to do for now yeah <laughs> the you ceilings are, the from... ceilings are so high so <laughs> <laughs> not to brag <laughs> has eli made any adjustments to make you feel more at home in his um apartment oh, that's a good question um any, i mean we, he... we have we have to kind of just pivot to full like lifestyleism i think i know because we can't just keep talking about how Goop for crypto fascists. (laughs) Goop for homebound crypto fascists. I'm like, listen, I'm thinking about like a cookbook, a workout video. Yes. A fucking. Here we go. Self-help lecture series. Help people with their mental health. Yeah. TED Talks for defunct sluts. (laughs) And sinister faggots of the art world. (laughs) What art world? Oh, yeah. True. (laughs) At least the art world doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, you know, it's really going to be embarrassing to see what fashion and art do respectively. Like, you know, like, um, fashion will stream its fashion shows with, like, um, anemic, gaunt, sickly models wearing the outfits in their own bedrooms. I think, like, Balenciaga already did this, like, way before the pandemic hit where they had like influencers photograph themselves in the clothing that they sent them mm-hmm. ahead of the curve per usual mm-hmm. i just and think it's all gonna be bankrupt and irrelevant yeah but people will try because th- those industries have a little bit of like residual uh, residual wealth that they're gonna try to like uh splash out on um shall we talk about uh, the Zizek. Zizek. yeah um Zizek's on fire per usual mm-hmm. he wrote an article um it was on it was on russia today as well okay um the thesis headline of which was the biggest threat covid19 epidemic poses is not our regression to survivalist violence but barbarism with a human face yeah i like that <clears throat> Yeah. It's true. He makes a smart point. Um, And in it, he sort of, he says, things are much more ambiguous 
it does also unite pe people to maintain a corporeal distance is to show respect to others since I may also be a virus bearer. My sons avoid me now because they are afraid they will contaminate me. Sad. That was sad. That was really sad. Like your sons are like weird feral animals coming around and scratching at your window. That's sad, Jeez. Like you have to celebrate your 71st birthday alone. Alone. That made me really sad. Um, he probably like prefers it, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine it's that fulfilling for him to interact. Who are his sons? I don't know. Interesting question. Are they hot? Are they hot? <laughs> that's, that's my number one question. I, I watched spontaneously because I didn't even remember that it was Zizek's birthday yesterday. And I spontaneously rewatched um, The Pervert's Guide to Ideology. Oh, cute. Yeah. And and uh, uh, Summer's Tale, the Romer film. It was like a, a BOGO birthday bash in honor of two of my favorite daddies. And um, I was thinking uh, in tandem with that thought about how I find Steve Bannon kind of more attractive than Brad Pitt. I also thought, well, I find Zizek more attractive than the both of them, even I though mean, he has like literally repulsive body language, which he must be aware of and like mannerisms. <laughs> he's not safe to be around because he's spitting so much. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He's hot. We love him. I love his sparkling blue eyes and his crumpled linen shirts. Oh, I God. love when he like drinks the, the Coca-Cola and, and starts ranting about how um, it loses its kind of like consumer aura once it becomes lukewarm, like once it hits room temperature. Uh, stay safe, Zizh. We need you. We need you to keep penning, penning essays. Yeah, so in which the, you will. the optimistic turn of the sort of, I guess, or I guess he would call himself a, a, a realist, is that he thinks that, you know, an outcome of COVID-19 could be us basically getting a kind of global world communism. Yeah, uh, he says, you know, he's not even calling for it. He's saying that it'll happen. He says we're all socialists uh, under mm -hmm. crisis and that we're talking about a communism of necessity rather than of utopianism. Yeah. Um, but the big question he asks is how do we keep it from becoming just another instance of disaster capitalism, to use Naomi Klein's phraseology? Um, he, there's, he brings up a, a few like interesting points. Um, he talks about how, um, quote, we have to think outside of the coordinates of stock market and profit and simply find another way to produce and allocate the necessary resources. Um, say when the authorities learn that a company is keeping millions of masks waiting for the right moment to sell them, um, there should be no negotiations with the company. Masks should simply be requisitioned. Um, and then he says the media has reported that Trump offered $1 billion to the Tubingen-based biopharmaceutical company CureVac to secure the vaccine, quote, only for the United States. The German health minister, Jen Spahn, said a takeover of CureVac by, Trump, by the Trump administration was off the table. CureVac would only develop the vaccine for the whole world, not for individual countries. Um, well, it's nonsensical to develop it for individual countries. Yeah, it... it doesn't make any sense and yeah but interestingly this is where you see kind of like um the uh, conflict between the new communism and like the new feudalism start to take shape like there was a news story that i read um uh, from today that the czech republic seized a shipment of um 
something like 680,000 surgical masks and thousands of respirators that China had donated to Italy. Oh. Um, yeah, isn't that crazy? Like, so they were on en route to Italy and the Czech Republic kept them in their borders. Um, so what we have there, like contra to Zizek's communism or solidarity of necessity is a total breakdown of like the norms or pro- protocol of typical uh, g- diplomatic relations between two EU member states. Right, it's vicious. Like have, yeah, you have like a, the breakdown, the meaningful breakdown of EU relations, of the EU as such. I can't wait for the EU to crumble. It's cr- it, Yeah, it's crumbling, but like... I you feel know, like at Bannon. The same time- <laughs> I'm like, burn. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, what are we talking about? Like, um, of course, like rapacious ruling elites in in their respective countries are gonna try to serve the interest of their their own countries, which is to say, of themselves. But it's so backwards. No, it is, and we're all just it, gonna in, in keep infecting one another. Yeah, yeah, and it all hinges on kind of the presumption of collective cooperation. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. we're fucked. Yeah, it sucks ass. And how how do you coordinate co- global communism? Yeah, with without kind of individual c- citizens taking the reins. But of course, you can't depend on individual citizens because they all have different motivations. I mean, it's a total monstrous problem of like unprecedented magnitude and scale. I mean, do you think that there is? In any level, I know we talk a lot about how, you know, there won't be, like, socialism with social media, but do you think that there is any kind of, like, revolutionary potential in everyone just, like, staying home Um, and, like, grinding the economy to a halt, basically? I don't know. I mean, I'm like so retarded, un- uninformed. It's it's hard to say. Well, it's uh, unprecedented, and so yeah. we have to come up with new like political tactics. Yeah, which but might nobody... be that which might which might be more effective because I feel like you know we're still people are still operating in this very like boomerish framework of like protest culture that mm-hmm. isn't isn't working, hasn't worked. Well, and it's now totally precluded from working because it's literally illegal now to have gatherings of more than ten people or whatever. Yeah, exactly, but not that those, like, those. It's not as if those. Ga- it's not as if those gatherings were making a difference anyway. Yeah, they weren't. I guess the, the women's march is canceled for the next <laughs> foreseeable future. Exactly. So we'll have to find out. Find like, I don't know, new ways of being politically engaged. Yeah, how do you organize uh, over the internet with diminishing resources? Diminishing agency. Diminishing agency in a system that is designed, it is by design, calibrated to give people the illusion of community and to drive them deeper into interpersonal factionalism and competition. Like you have... You have like micro communities, and I, it's it, Zizek himself calls for a more modest and more balanced order. That those are his words. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, I agree with that in principle that like scaling down rather than scaling up Definitely. is good. Yeah. It kind it kind of flies in the face of this liberal internationalist dream of boundless economic expansion, according to metrics like growth and productivity that like, you know, are fundamentally evil. Right. Um, and, no, you know, now bump- is the time for solidarity and sacrifice. Yeah. Like bumping the rest of the world, meaning the third world and the developing world up to our standards of living, kind of using this Steven Pinker rhetoric of infinite progress um, and then, like, again, the mere management of crises as they occur due to, like, ecological and economic overburdening. Um, and I think what's needed is the opposite. But, you know, we're, we're, I'm not asking people to, like, go to lower their living standards to the rest of the world. <laughs> but but I think, like, there's you, a, will, a will towards equality will ultimately be a will towards, like, mediocrity. Yeah, you have to distribute them kind of more evenly, which does mean, I think, kind of uh, lowering. There's no reason we should have air condition, uh, air conditioning pumping all the time and the kind of the lights on in stores that are closed for the evening. It's literally <laughs> insane. Yeah, we don't, I think, I don't know. People will find that they don't need as much as they think they do. Yeah, or, and I think that they... Entitled towards. Yeah, I think maybe like Netta Porter deliveries, for example. Yeah, like door to door, like day of on demand Netta Porter deliveries from like d- delivered by some like Jamaican guy <laughs> with three kids who like lives in East New York and like barely makes en- ends meet and had to take this job because he was uh, dismissed from his job as a, like a janitor on the Bloomberg campaign or something. Um. <laughs> There was, Zizek also brought up to that point this like very interesting um, statistic, if you can call it that. I don't know if Mm. I I wrote it down, probably not. Um, Oh, but he talks about how um, the the Chinese lockdown has um, actually strangely saved more lives than the number of those killed by the virus because it has uh, um, created such an overwhelming uh, exponential reduction in pollution levels. Ah, interesting. So like literally the scaling down of like globalist economic processes of endless economic expansion has yielded the climate boom. Yeah. Yeah. Repercussions. But it's true. It's like people, People don't, people need bare, like, kind of bare minimum basic things to survive. Let's get everyone a jumpsuit. (laughs) 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 And uh, some kasha. And let's let's move boldly into the new world order. No more face masks. No more sex toys. No more sex toys. No more, like, gel manicures. Only a sleeping jumpsuit and a waking jumpsuit. Yeah. Linen versus heavy duty mm-hmm. military cotton. Yep. Gray. Gray. Um, any, any closing remarks? <laughs> um, 
I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question. This is this is like a very low low energy podcast. But we're trying. This is it's like an emergency podcast. We're like Robin Williams in that movie where he's like a radio host in Vietnam. I haven't seen that movie. (laughs) I'm like Robin Williams in in Dead Poets Society. Yeah, and I'm like Robin Williams in Mrs. Doubtfire or Patch (laughs) Adams. (laughs) uh is this an emergency pod i mean this is just this is the new normal folks yeah three a week as opposed to two we're trying i mean we might as well just do it as much as we can i was thinking of uh i was wondering um if uh we should do more of like the love line podcasts but then i was like did people are people gonna have like burning love and sex questions we could put it we could put it out there corona edition yeah the corona edition like um can i uh uh, is it safe to rim my neighbor's (laughs) adult son or (laughs) not underage (laughs) maybe we'll get some incest questions yeah Okay. Incest rates definitely going up. All these hot brothers and sisters living Mm -hmm. in, or brothers and brothers, sisters and sisters. I'm not a a bigot or a homophobe living in close contact. (laughs) Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's all I have for now. I guess on Monday. Okay, so on Monday we're gonna find out ostensibly if we go under total lockdown and if Joe Biden's dead or alive. What does total lockdown entail? I think it means like everything but grocery stores and pharmacies close. It's already sort of what happening what's happening. But there's some businesses that are like open. Yeah. I guess Netta Porter is gonna stop taking deliveries on Monday. Yeah. Great. I'm glad I'm in New York. I won't leave. I'll die here. You'll die in yeah. Like a a rat dies in Long Island City. (laughs) In a sewer pipe (laughs) and stinks up the apartment. Okay. Um, miss you, Anna. I miss you too. It's a weird. It's weird to record remotely, but I think we're we're gonna get it down. We're gonna get yeah. the hang of it. Yeah. Anyway, I'll we'll be s- back very shortly. All we'll right. See you Good in hell. Out there. See you in hell.